Hello, everyone. My name is Muhi Khwaja with the Muslim Philanthropy Podcast at American Muslim Community Foundation. Today on the show, I'm so honored to have on my dear friend and special colleague, Sara Lomelin. She is the Executive Director at Philanthropy Together. Welcome to the show, Sara. Thank you so much for having me, Muhi. I'm very excited to be here. Of course. Um, so for our listeners, uh, just share a little bit more about your background. If you can share as much as you want about your family, about your school and previous work, and we can just have a conversation around that. Great. Um, so uh, I am originally from Mexico City, born and raised in Mexico City. Um, I went to an all-girl Catholic school my whole life. And then I went to college in Mexico City. And then I got married and I moved to the US. So I moved uh, for a couple of years uh, to Cambridge, Massachusetts. I did uh, a graduate degree at Harvard University. And then um, after those couple of years, I moved to the Bay Area, the San Francisco Bay Area. I was there for five years. Then I moved to Dallas, Texas for about seven years, and then I moved back to the Bay Area, and I have been here for the last 10 years. So basically wow. half my life, and I'm going to date myself, but half my life has been in Mexico, half my life has been here. Um, I am the oldest of a family of four. I have three brothers, younger than me. And I have three That makes children. a lot of sense, Sara. This is starting <laughs> to all make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> you need to tell me why you're saying that. <laughs> well, I'm the youngest of four, but I can just see like your leadership is so fantastic. So I could only imagine just having three younger siblings, um, not even the fact that they're brothers, but just being the eldest in your family, yeah. <laughs> they, my brothers would tell you like, oh my God, she's so bossy. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, the three of them living are still in Mexico. Uh, my parents too are still in Mexico. I have, you know, dual nationality. So I, uh, I am Mexican, but I'm also American. I became uh, American, an American citizen uh, a couple of years ago. And, uh, and I have three children. Um, one in college in New York, uh, one going into college uh, in the fall, she's, she's heading to MIT. And then my youngest, uh, a boy who is a junior in high school. Wow. So grown children. Very exciting. Yeah. And, and then, you know, you want to, yeah, you want to, 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 to hear about my, my work before philanthropy together, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I have been having kind of like a non-traditional way into philanthropy. Uh, actually, I started, you know, my background is in communications. So I studied communications and again, dating me before the internet even existed. So, you know, <laughs> I, I used to have my my college papers and, and you know, all my uh, projects in floppy disks. Um, yeah. And, uh, and even, you know, maybe the first semester ones were even with a typewriter. So I don't know if a nice. lot of people <laughs> know how to use those. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I started in communications. I worked for a financial institution back in Mexico City. 
uh, first, you know, in PR and, and internal communications. And then I was in charge of the um, uh, customer service, you know, electronic banking um, area. Uh, which was really amazing to see because this is before the internet, you know, when people used to call the bank every single day to ask for their balance and, and uh, you wow. know, just to see their, their movements on their account. So it was pretty, um, pretty great, you know, to, to lead a customer service team of about, you know, 40 people at that point. Um, then, you know, I had some years with, uh, when I was an entrepreneur, I had my own business uh making baby sleeping bags for babe for car seats and strollers interesting and uh very interesting uh, that was a big learning for me and i had a lot of fun and then after that i decided to you know become the ultimate volunteer um you know to really understand coming from another country i really wanted to understand the educational system where my kids were going to school and um also, you know, I have always been someone that wants to get involved in everything. So I became, you know, the the room mom and the mom organizing the fundraising event and here and there. And with a group of friends in, in Dallas, Texas, um, without knowing what a giving circle was, we started a giving circle to support... Nice. Um, yeah, to support uh, nonprofit organizations that were helping Latino mom and, and children uh, in the Dallas area. So, yeah, you know, we just got together and uh, and started a, a, a very informal giving circle without that, you know, without even knowing that that was called a giving circle. And that was back in 20, 2007. Um, I moved back to the Bay Area in 2010. And a good friend of mine introduced me to the Latino Community Foundation based mm -hmm. in California. And at that, a couple of months later, uh, there was an opportunity to join the foundation uh, in a development role. And I joined the foundation. Um, you know, I was pretty nervous because I said, okay, I have never worked in, worked in a nonprofit or done any fundraising. But, you know, my friend said, have a background in sales and, you know, you are someone that... Uh, is always engaged in community, so you'll define. And since day one, it was a big learning experience. Um, a year into that, uh, as a way to grow the individual donor based, uh, we started a giving circle at the Latino Community Foundation. Mm -hmm. So with a group of 14 women, the first uh, San Francisco Latina giving circle was born. And, you know, from there, uh, it just... Um, went beyond all of our expectations. So one given circle became two after a year and then became five and the Latino Giving Circle Network uh, was born uh, with support from the Kellogg Foundation nice. at that point. Um, and, you know, uh, I left LCF at the beginning of 2019 and the Latino Giving Circle Network at that point uh, and still is, is the largest Latino donor network in the U.S. with 22 uh, giving circles throughout California, more wow. than 500 people involved that have moved more than $1.7 million into very small grassroots uh, 
uh, non-profit organizations that a lot of times, as, as you know, these small grassroots organizations are invisible for big philanthropy. So that's, you know, when I started being totally passionate about giving circles. Um, and during that time, I started to be, you know, to getting connected with amazing leaders in the in the giving circle field, right? Uh, Marsha Morgan from For the sure. Community Investment Network, Hallie Lee from the Asian Women uh, Giving Circle, um, you know, Pat from APIP, um, uh, at that point, Joel Berman and then Liz Fisher from Amplifier, and uh, and just you know a, a, a group of leaders in 2017 said you know as as you well know like okay you know there the, there's a council on foundations to support community foundations, uh, but there's nothing to support the collective giving field and the field of giving circles. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when we first got together and uh, the idea of a backbone infrastructure to support the, the giving circle field at the national level was something written on a post-it note. And uh, and a couple of years later, it's, it's a reality. <laughs> I have so many post-it notes, so hopefully one of them becomes a good idea. <laughs> well, Charlie, of course it will. You know, thank you so much for sharing that because I see you as such a champion in this field and I wanted to um, provide an opportunity for so many other people listening to also learn not only about philanthropy together, but the Latino Community Foundation and all the great things that you've been involved with in the past. Um, and it's it's great to see that that first giving circle that you created with the other women in, in Texas comes full circle to this is what you're doing every single day. Um, so let, let's chat a little bit more about, you know, from that group of women who created the um, giving circle convening, right? Uh, to build the infrastructure and backbone uh, for giving circles and then how that became philanthropy together. Totally. So uh, yeah, you know, as I, as I was telling you, you know, uh, I got a call, I think it was from uh, Joel at Amplifier at that point in 2017 saying, hey, uh, we just have this idea of, um, you know, figuring out which are the networks of giving circles that are around the country and just get together for a couple of days to, to brainstorm, right? So that first meeting was at the end of 2017 in Michigan. And we were about, you know, 50 people, um, two people from each network, and then, you know, some funders, some researchers. So where there was the collective uh, giving research group, you know, with Jason Franklin, Julia Carboni. Um, so during two days, we were all talking, right? And everybody was, you know, in a different stage of growth or, you know, as you know, the, the giving circle model is so flexible and so, you know, nimble that, you know, everybody was doing their own thing. Um, after those couple of days, uh, we said, okay, we want to do something, but we don't know yet what we want to do, what we need as a field. So we decided to embark in a, in a full year co-design project. Um, so that co-design project was led by five uh, Giving Circle networks. So it was a Latino Community Foundation, Amplifier, Philanos, 
the Asian uh, Asians Women uh, Giving Circle, and CIN. And uh, even though we were the the core team, and of course, you know, everybody uh, organized by the amazing Isis Krauss, um, we involved more that, than 60 people in, you know, hour-long interviews, right? We were doing Zoom interviews and hours of Zoom before Zoom was even popular. <laughs> uh, yes, we have, you know, so many screenshots from those Zoom meetings. Um, we created working groups with funders, given circle leaders, given circle members, researchers, academics. And then we ended up at the Gates Foundation in a convening with about 100 people. So we really want to say that Philanthropy Together is the brainchild of more than 100 people. Um, we were doing that process. We were extremely tra uh, transparent and we included everyone's voice in, in what for me, you know, the moment this beautiful business plan was ready, uh, we were very proud, you know. Philanthropy Together is a five-year initiative to uh, connect and scale the collective giving movement, right? That's how it started uh, with a mission of democratize and diversify philanthropy through the power of giving circles. Um, we always said that we wanted to build the party that we want to attend. So, you know, always having uh, racial equity as our, as our North Star and, you know, the values of being nimble, being flexible, being, you know, um, open to new ideas, being inclusive, uh, and also to be joyful, right? Because as everybody, everyone knows that it's part of a given circle, a big part of being, you know, and being a member of a given circle is just to be happy, right? To to create totally. community, to, we always said that, you know, the moment a given circle becomes too like process oriented and, and it feels like work, people stop going to the giving circle, right? It, it has to be fun, it has to be light. You know, I, I feel that there are many, many, challenges that our communities are facing and uh, and problems that you know we're trying to fix but giving should be something joyful and something um you know enjoyable and uh, and you know being in communities is the best way to to give for me yeah i i think that definitely resonates and you know my experience in the Muslim community growing up and attending so many different galas, events, banquets, like almost every other weekend, there was a fundraiser for something. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, now I work as a fundraiser in development, but all along it was always like, who for the sake of God or for the sake of faith can give X amount of dollars. And it was like this big whole process and awkward silences, not a lot of strategy, just going on a whim. You don't know who's RSVP'd, who's in the audience. None of that strategy is there. Um, to then get to a point where the communities now has, you know, development professionals at these Muslim-led nonprofit organizations um, have seen it 
complete like 180. There's definitely a lot more growth that needs to happen at so many more organizations. But I think at the same time, giving circles within the Muslim community are creating the expectation of what should be the case of, you know, we're going to make it easier for you so that you don't need to jump through all of these hoops to plan all of these events, but we'll come together. We'll get X amount of dollars. We will invite organizations to pitch and present and then distribute funding. So it's really great to see that donors are now coming to nonprofits instead of nonprofits always having to come to donors. Um, And that, you know, interplay has been really fascinating to see. I love it. And, and, you know, I think you touch on something super important, especially, you know, for me that I feel that I came into philanthropy kind of through the side door or back door. Or, you know, I remember saying like, oh, my God, like this is kind of what I'm doing. It's kind of guerrilla development because I I never <laughs> started fundraising. So I was trying different things. Um, so I think, you know, yes, I love the idea that we're going back to to the roots of you know making things easier uh we always tell um you know during launchpad which is our giving circle incubator we tell our our new giving circle leaders that um the beauty of giving circles is to break those power dynamics uh, it's to really you know look at your nonprofit partner to the eyes and and recognizing their leadership, right? They know what their community needs. We need to, you know, stop with that idea that we as donors not know what the community needs. We don't. We just need to be, you know, the instrument to get amazing nonprofit leaders the funding that they need to support their community. So um, I think the more that we can move towards, you know, trust-based philanthropy, towards, you know, making it easier for nonprofits to to get the funding that they need, the better. And I think, you know, mainstream philanthropy, right? Big philanthropy has a lot to learn from giving circles and the way we we do things. Yeah. And, you know, I've been following trust-based philanthropy for a few years now as well. And for those unfamiliar it's really just a concept of, you know, funders giving unrestricted funding and allowing nonprofit organizations to really not have to jump through a lot of hoops to apply for the funding, um, have more flexibility with how it's spent, um, making the report back process a lot more simple, um, and many other benefits. You can go to trustbasedphilanthropy.org to learn more about it as well. Um, so, Sara, I also want to chat more in depth on the programs and services that Philanthropy Together offers. I know you mentioned uh, the Launchpad. So, um, however you want to um, share more on Philanthropy Together, go for it. Thank you. So, yes, you know, we have four different strategic focus areas. Um, showcase, scale, strengthen, and sustain. So, you know, showcase and scale is to bring new people that are not part of a given circle to join the given circle movement. Uh, in terms of showcasing, we want, you know, the 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 words given circle or collective giving to become, you know, 
household names, right? Uh, we want everyone to know uh, what a given circle is. So we want to highlight different uh, given circle stories. Um, we put together a really fun website that lives on what is a given circle.com uh, that explains the model. Uh, it's it's a great tool for uh, existing giving circles also to recruit new members because it you know it's 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 very easy to understand, um, and we're working you know to all the time to to try to get more stories of giving circles across the country and across the world, um, you know in in mainstream media. Um, in terms of scaling. We have Launchpad, which is the, uh, our Given Circle incubator, and we have three different kinds of, launch, of Launchpad. So we have Launchpad for you, which is for individuals, you know, people like you and me that want to start the Given Circle with our friends or our colleagues or, you know, family members. And it's a, a, it's a five-week interactive program online um, with you know coaching to to give you all the tools that you need to to start your own giving circle uh then we have launchpad for hosts uh which is for host institutions uh you know community foundations jewish federations philanthropic in intermediaries that want want to host giving circles inside their organizations um and then we have launchpad for partners so we can partner with organizations to do a special launch pad uh, program. So we have had one in Vermont to just help kickstart some giving circles in Vermont. We have done uh, launch pad lassos in Latin America uh, with a group of Jewish professionals there in different countries. Uh, we just did one in Chile too, um, you know, kind of like a, a condensed launch pad there. So we are open, you know, uh, if people have some ideas or want to partner with us to do that. Um, we're also doing pop-up giving circles and a, and a pop-up giving circle is something that our friends at Amplifier um, invented some years ago and it's a, a giving circle in 90 minutes, right? So we are working with some tech companies to do pop-up giving circles inside their employee resource groups or ERGs. Nice. Um, so we did, yeah, it's, and it's super fun because it's, you know, a great way to introduce the concept of giving circles for, for people that have never been part of it. So uh, we were working with Google. So we did one for Latinx Heritage Month. We did one for Black History Month, one for Women's History Month. We did one with Giphy. And, you know, we are open to work with any um, company and, you know, and corporation to do some also like customized programs with them. Um, so that is, you know, showcase and scale. Then moving into strengthening and sustain, that's for the existing giving circle field. And we want, you know, we, we want giving circles we want to make it easier for giving circles to do their work. We don't want anybody to be reinventing the wheel every time you know they have a question or they're trying to, to do something different. So we are creating these um, spaces to do interweaving of giving circles. So more communication among networks, among uh, among independent giving circles. We um, we have a community forum. Uh, where you know any member of any given circle you can you can join you can ask questions and people from different given circles can answer to you um, we have uh, we're running communities of practice 
So in 2020, as a response of, you know, uh, racial equity reckoning of the, in our country, and right after the killing of George Floyd, um, we ran a couple of webinars in partnership with CIN um, to embed racial equity for everyday givers, right? And after those couple of webinars that we have more than 700 people uh, joining us, we moved into a six month long uh, community of practice around racial equity. And we talked about, you know, how do you embed racial equity in the culture of your giving circle, in your grant making, and how do you share power with your community? Um, we worked uh, with about 75 giving circles, um, mostly all white giving circles that were very interested in, you know, um starting into this journey and they are continuing this work so we are planning to um running that community of practice again this year uh we also are working with a group uh that you know we're calling the, the social justice giving circle project uh we have a survey out to figure it out uh, which given circles are working into social justice or are interested in getting involved in social justice and supporting the social justice, you know, activists and, and, and you know, movements in the country. Um, so we're very interested about that too. We had, we recently uh, finished our storytelling community of practice. All those programs are free for given circle members. So I want to, to address that too. And then super, super excited uh, because today we just launched in partnership with Grapevine, the Global Giving Circle uh, Directory. So, you know, right now, if you want to join an existing giving circle and you don't know if there is one near you, you can go to the directory and plug your zip code or, you know, the issue area that, that you care about. Um, and find if, uh, you know, if there's a given circle near you that is accepting new members. Or if there's nothing near you, well, you can start your own, right? Um, so that, you know, for us is, is, we're super excited, super proud, because um, before this directory, that research lived in a horrible Google spreadsheet that no <laughs> one could access. So this is, you know, beautiful. And, you know, of course, we need all giving circle leaders to, you know, claim your, your giving circle, update your information. But imagine like you as a giving circle leader can use it to get more members. Uh, you can also use it to find other giving circles that are, you know, similar as yours. And maybe you can do a joint uh, or a solidarity grant with them. Or, you know, if you are new, to this, you can join an existing giving circle, right? So we're very excited about that. And then last but not least, you know, in terms of sustaining, um, we are uh, something that it was very important since the beginning, you know, of this idea is how do we get all together, right? The, the power that it is just to, to, to see that there's so many people involved in this movement, right? Like, uh, we think that there is about right now more than 200,000 people involved in the giving circle. So imagine, wow. right, to, to getting together mm -hmm. with a lot of, uh, you know, change makers. So 
we are having, we're hosting the We Give Summit uh, during the month of May. Everybody's welcome. First week is all free. And then, you know, uh, we will have, my God, we have more than 120 speakers. Wow. Um, and I know that you are going to be speaking there. Yeah. Um, we have uh, more than 30 sessions. Uh, it's going to be incredible. Um, and again, you know, the first week is free. And then if you want to get like an all access pack, uh, you can share with, with people your code or, you know, it's, it's not expensive to join for all this, um, amazing content. We have kind of like a pay, pay, pay what you can model. So for we sure, hope a lot of people can join us. So you definitely mentioned a lot. So I want to give some plugs out there too. Um, grapevine.org is the online giving circle directory. Um, we give summit.org is the month of May, all of the different conferences and topics on giving circles with all the speakers. Um, I'll be presenting on um, one around interfaith and one around uh, racial equity and justice. So really excited to be part of those conversations. Um, and I think even just like the whole um, start and genesis of philanthropy together, um, you know, I got introduced to philanthropy together and the giving circle convening partners um, probably sometime in like 2019 or 2018, uh, Amplifier held a pop-up giving circle in San Francisco that I attended. And then from there, I attended their giving circle incubator. Um, and then from there, got connected with everybody else. So it's been really wonderful just to, you know, have a seat at the table. Uh, and I, I would love to just thank the visionary people behind Philanthropy Together and the, the folks at Amplifier, Liz, in particular, just of always including um, not only me, but American Muslim Community Foundation. And, and that's meant so much to be part of these conversations around faith and philanthropy um, and giving circles. And now we, you know, we launched our American Muslim Women's Giving Circle in Women's History Month. We're planning a interfaith giving circle together. Um, and Beyond that, we have other giving circles in New York and in the Bay Area and across the country with hundreds of families participating. So it's really exciting uh, to see all of that come together. And I can't stress enough how much of a resource uh, Launchpad for Hosts has been. Um, and even some of our members from the giving circles have attended the Launchpad for Giving Circle members. Um, so now I'm just thinking we could probably got to do the Launchpad partner and you know any corporations that have Muslim ERGs, we can uh, approach them together and work with them on trying to come up with uh, creative ways that their ERGs can become giving circles as well. Totally, totally, because you know we have seen so much, so great response on the pop-ups, right? Like, for example, the one about uh, around Black History Month. You know, in a matter of ninety minutes, thirty people raised thirty-one thousand dollars. Wow. And the great thing for this is that, you know, it's a win-win for the company too, because they mm -hmm. can align, you know, their their corporate responsibility program uh, with, you know, and inspiring their, their team members to give. So people are so excited about being part of this, um, that it has been great. Also, you know, I want to, to uh, flag that the directory, you know, 
Um, yeah, the main directory lives in Grapevine. There is an embeddable version on the Philanthropy Together website. Oh, wonderful. And also, if, yeah, and if people want to um, embed the Giving Circle directory on their website, that's possible. So they just need to contact awesome. us and yeah. make that happen. And it could be, you know, um, it can be filterable, right? Like if you just want, you know, the Muslim given circles to be there, we can just embed a version that only has the Muslim given circles. So really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. definitely add that to our website as a resource going forward. Um, so I, I'd love to chat a little bit more on um, just philanthropy in general and you know, what does, you know, working at Philanthropy Together and being able to impact giving circles every day, like, what does it mean to you? Like, why are you in this and believe in it so much? You know, it's, uh, it's so funny. And I, I'm going to get emotional. It's insane. Um, I wake up every morning thinking I, I have, I have landed my dream job. Like, I love what I do. Yeah. I love what I do. I think, you know, um, it's kind of addictive. It's kind of, you know, I, uh, since the first moment, you know, back in, in Dallas with my friends, right? Like it feels so good, so good to be able to give and to support organizations in a, in an equitable way, right? Uh, without, you know, having them jump through hoops, it feels so good. And something that someone uh, told me lately is that, you know, as a Giving Circle member, the moment you're giving a grant, you don't say, oh, I'm giving a grant of $500 if that's your, you know, your annual donation. I called my mom and I said, I just gave out $50,000, right? <laughs> because the power, yeah, I mean, it's the power of the Giving Circle, you know how the impact is multiplied, not only the dollars, but also, you know, going beyond the dollar and how do you for engage sure. and how you can, you know, open doors for, for organizations. And for me, it has been, you know, transformational to see, um, you know, especially, you know, with the Latino community, because I have spent a, a lot more years, you know, working with Latino communities, is how, you know, young young people young latinos and latinas you know in their 20s just out of college they joined one of our giving circles and never too early to start giving back uh because you know my mom my dad you know my family was the you know, the product of these nonprofit organizations, mm -hmm. they helped our family. So it's never too early to start giving back. Um, for me, that's, you know, extremely important. And how, you know, we are taking philanthropy on our, in our own hands. I know that, you know, for us as Latinos, for you as Muslims, maybe this happens to you too, right? Like a lot of times people see us as recipients of philanthropy, not mm. as philanthropists. And, and you know, sure. for me, it's important to change that, right? It's like, you know, we're here to change the, 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 narrative. the narrative of who yeah. a philanthropist is. 
And, you know, I heard something yesterday that, you know, philanthropy is not about the wealth. It shouldn't be about the wealth. It's about generosity. And and just, you know, changing, changing the way we see ourselves. And, uh, and we know that it is dismal the amount of philanthropic dollars that go to support, um, you know, BIPOC causes, mm-hmm. uh, LGBTQ causes, women and girl causes in the country. And, uh, and we as Giving Circles can change that. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of what you said resonates with, you know, why I do what I do and the passion that's there. Um, and one of the things we often say is like, you know, Muslims may be 1% of the population in America, but is 1% of philanthropy coming to the Muslim community? Or is 1% of charitable giving being done by the Muslim community, right? It goes both ways. We should be held accountable to do our part as well. Um, And I'm hopeful that through places like American Muslim Community Foundation and the Center on Muslim Philanthropy and Pillars Fund and a few others that are in the space that we can really change that narrative, that we can showcase the impact that that we have collectively. Totally. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm with you, exactly. We need to move the needle on definitely. both sides. And I think, like you said, especially when it comes to uh, BIPOC communities, like we're in this together. Um, the Muslim community is comprised of all of those communities. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's yeah. more There's more expectation and there should be more expectation on the Muslim community, not only based on who we're comprised of, but what our faith calls us to do, um, to be there in support of, of others. So um, leading this community foundation has been one of the things that keeps me going every day. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, what else would you like to share? Is there anything else that, um, you wanted to bring up or discuss that maybe we didn't touch base on already? No, you know, just to say that, um, I am super excited about the interfaith giving circle. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, in 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 a few years we will see a lot of interfaith giving circles all around i remember you know back in that first convening in 2017 that you know we would have the different networks with different identities and uh, and it makes sense right because we we feel you know we feel safe in our own identity but that's someone said like our goal should be to have these circles that are totally mixed right um, and I For think sure. we are moving towards there because I, something that I, yeah, I, I forgot to mention and it's extremely important, you know, even though Philanthropy Together launched, uh, you know, last year in the middle of the pandemic and, and, and we have a very small team, we have our brain trust, our network brain trust behind us. Uh, and you are part of that. And we have, you know, uh, representatives from, you know, 13 networks of giving circles and we meet every six weeks, you know, to talk about the field and to make sure that we're all on the same page and that we're moving, you know, forward uh, our, our, our movement, right? And, um, and that, you know, for me, knowing that all of you have our back and that we're all working together is, is priceless because, um, you know, we, we were created to support 
the given circle. So we want to make sure that we are supporting you. So we're always open for feedback about our programs, our resources, anything that, that you want. Something I, that I um, forgot to mention, we also have a YouTube channel that it's a lot of fun. Uh, where you know, uh, constantly mm -hmm. having having content there, you know, ideas in conversation videos. We have the series uh, tips with Aisha about mm -hmm. different things that may be helpful for your giving circle. So um, again, you know, extremely uh, proud and humble and honored to be leading this work uh, in partnership with all of you. Likewise, and even just seeing you know, philanthropy together, come to those meetings on the interfaith giving circle means so much. And um, I know that each of the brain trust members probably feel the same way just to have philanthropy together as a network of support. Um, you know, it, it often feels like, especially at a small organization like AMCF, like I'm in this alone. But when we have the support of a network with dozen or more people who are doing the same type of work, it's really empowering. So know that your support means a lot to us. Well, thank you, Monty. Of course. Well, you know, people can find out more about Philanthropy Together at philanthropytogether.org. Um, they have a whole bunch of resources there. If you're interested in giving circles, what is a giving um, and so many other tips on charitable giving, best practices, research, um, and, you know, if you're interested in joining a giving circle, check out their directory to find one near you or start one on your own. Sara, this has been such a wonderful conversation. I'm glad that we had an opportunity to catch up. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. And I hope to see everyone on the, at the WeGive Summit. Yes. Um, and if you have never, you know, be part of a pop-up giving circle, that first day of the we give a summit may 4 we have a pop-up giving circle that you can join uh and be you know in community with people from around the world so it's going very to be super exciting. exciting likewise thank awesome. you so much yep bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.